It's the Almost Perfect Podcast. Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm Bob Perfect, and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we're learning from Bala Wanster again, again and again. Yes, Bala Wanster is our very first uh, repeat guest here on the Almost Perfect podcast. And that's because Bala Wanster, aka Luandile, as he goes by these days uh, in his real life and his day to day. Yeah, that's because he's had quite an interesting year. He's had a roller coaster of a year. He's seen himself, you know, taking himself out of his comfort zone. And they've seen him, you know, go halfway around the world. Not even halfway around the world, like around the world. He's gone to Europe, he's gone to America, and he's performed, he's collaborated, he's done some amazing things over the course of the last year. So it made sense getting him back on the podcast and finding out where he's at in his life and uh, yeah, how how he's gotten to where he's gotten to now. We chat about Spajongit, which was his first EP. We chat about Spajongit 2, not his first EP, but the first of the series of EPs that he's doing at the moment. That's going to be an album. Um, we chat a little bit about the upcoming album. And uh, upcoming album? No, upcoming EP, part of the album. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we chat about all of that. We chat about identity uh, within, you know, the Lewanster or Balawansta, Lewandile, Dynamic. And yeah, we chat about design because obviously he's a designer. Well, not obviously, but if you know Lewandster and you know his work, you know he's also a designer. We talk about how he packages everything. We talk about a ton of stuff uh, because whenever the two of us get together, we just chat. Like there's no there's no feeling each other out in the beginning. You know, like how in a lot of these podcasts, like it starts off with the person feeling a little, and you know, awkward and uncomfortable and we get there after about five, ten minutes, you know, things start to open up. With uh, Luandila and I, it's just, from the get-go, we just start talking, and it's dope. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. I think there's a lot to learn uh, from this one, especially if you're a young, up-and-coming artist. Uh, Luandila's found some cool ways to, you know, do what he wants to do. And I definitely think there's some valuable information in here for those of you who, you know, want to go overseas with your art and want to try different things, collaborate with different people from around the world, um, there are avenues open to you. So we chat about those on the podcast. I want to say thank you to all of you for listening to this podcast. I know you have many, 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 many options of podcasts out there, but I appreciate that, you know, every week or two, uh, I'm trying to keep it at weekly, but every week or two, it's cool to see, you know, just so many people listening and you know, a lot of you have been responding to me, a lot of you have been chatting to me online and telling me about, you know, what the podcast means to you and that's so fucking cool and I'm just super grateful for it. So keep it up, man. Keep letting me know in the in the DMs or you can even email me at almostperfectpod at gmail.com. Especially if you wanna say something longer or you wanna like discuss something that comes up on the podcast. I'm more than happy to chat to you. And yeah, just I might even read out some emails on this podcast. That's the thing that I've got planned. I also want to say a big thank you to our latest patron on the Patreon account. It is Rich Phipson. Shout outs to uh, Rich. Rich is a tattoo artist who has got a shop in Hong Kong called Starcross Tattoos. I know this because I've known Rich for most of my life in a way. I watched him play. Uh, he used to be in a band called Crossing Point. 
and I think he was in Last Chance to Dance and one or two other bands in the hardcore scene back in the day. So I really appreciate uh, you signing up for the Patreon accounts or to be a patron on the Patreon, Rich. It's cool to see, like, there's actually quite a few artists, you know, who have signed up and just, you know, people who I've supported back in the day are now supporting me back in this. And that's super fucking dope. And even people I don't know, even other artists, um, the cool thing is, so last month we were giving away the two comic books by Tasman Nadu and by Luke Mulver. And I'm going to announce who that was. They already know. Like, I've already chatted to them. <laughs> I'm sending off the comic books in just a little bit. So they already know. But the rest of you can now know that it was uh, Ciaran Slemon. Now, I'm hoping I said your name correctly. But if you want to check out Ciaran's work, it, he's actually a musician by the name of Parable. So P-A-R-A-B-Y-L. I think we covered some of his music on Durban Is Yours about two years ago. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, like, I love that... Yeah, man, artists are supporting it. And, you know, I'm trying to use this as a platform to support artists, to get artist stories out there in a better way than, you know, the radio or even written media allows you. Because this is such a cool platform, man. It's such a cool way to let people speak their truths, you know, let people discuss the things that they want to discuss. You know, obviously, like, it's the stuff I want to discuss too. But it's not like in other you know, platforms where stuff's constrained by, you know, ad breaks and, you know, just the platform itself. Like, I've done interviews before where, you know, I've had to edit stuff because the platform's been like, yo, we're not Mahala. (laughs) Like, you know, we're not trying to cause shit or whatever. And you also just don't have as much much space. You know, I might chat to someone for half an hour, you know, and then write a thousand words into the interview as an interview and in that you probably have like 300 words from the actual artist so this is just such a cool platform to let artists speak for themselves and to get that information out of them and get information out of them that you know you can't get on the radio and the like so yeah i've been loving this i've been enjoying it quite a lot and i really appreciate all the support so thank you all very 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 much for listening in uh, for liking things on the internet the way you need to and uh, for signing up to the patreon patreon account all of it goes a very long way uh, if you want to support the podcast and you don't have money you don't want to sign up to the patreon that's totally fine i'm totally cool with that i don't mind at all i'm like haven't signed up to anyone else's patreons in a while because i've been a little bit broke uh, i used to do it when the income was a bit better but uh, maybe if you guys sign up to the Patreon for me, I could sign up to other people patrons. And, you know, we pay it forward in that way. But other than that, you guys can also just uh, hit up iTunes or Apple. Leave a, leave a review there. Leave stars. If you're on Spotify, what's the thing? You just got to like it, I think. You just like, subscribe. You click the heart thing. And, yeah, liking things, sharing things, all those things uh, will go a long way to sharing this podcast and i don't know if you can hear it but fucking hell there is now massive drilling happening just outside my flat so i'm gonna cut this out well i'm gonna cut this short now it's actually the reason why you're gonna hear on this podcast luandista and i did this um outside we did it at the arts cafe because uh pedro's fucking chicken is opening up next door to my flat and they've been making noise for the last month and a half straight and so if you can hear that in the background, I don't know if you can, maybe my microphone's super dope and you can't, but maybe you can. 
that's what I've been having to deal with lately. And that's why the sound quality on this isn't necessarily great. And there might be one or two edits that sound a bit weird because I tried to cut out stuff like cars uh, hooting and that. Uh, but it is the almost perfect podcast. Maybe one day it'll be the perfect podcast. But either way. Oh, yes. Last thing I need to say. Sorry. I've got a mailing list starting up. I'm starting up a newsletter. I'm going to try and make it every two weeks where I'll be sending you the episodes of this podcast direct to your inbox. I'll send you my latest articles on musicians and music that's happening in South Africa. And I'll also maybe, you know, let you know when I'm performing uh, in a town or city or venue near you, which could be pretty soon if you live in Joburg. Uh, without further ado, here comes the almost perfect podcast with Bala Wanster. How you living, by the one stuff? Ah, bro. Luandile. What do you go like? Everyone calls you Luandile these days. It's so dope. Like I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's actually almost reframed me as well to see this by Luanster guy, somebody who's very much me. Like there's nothing like pretentious or created or staged about him. But I see him as like you know when I'm on stage, I suddenly get consumed by this symbiote that oh. is by Luanster. And then when I get off stage, suddenly, oh hey guys. It's me. Like when I was in the States, dude, the whole time they called me Luandile. And I took that as a metaphor for leaving my comfort zone and everything behind and just being a vessel for whatever people needed this side. So I like hearing my name. These is days, it? like, oh shit, this is who I am. Luandile. Luandile. Nice. Has, it, has people calling you by your real name like helped you, yeah, like reaffirm your own identity? Because for so long you have been playing yeah. with the idea of Ba Luanta, who's mm, a characterized mm. version of yourself. Yeah. It's you, but it's obviously. A heightened version of you. It's a, mm. a more version of you. The wrestler version of you. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, has it helped you also differentiate like between the two, like the two, like you know, Balawanza mm. and Luandile? Like, is there separation now? Because there wasn't before, like in a large way, like, mm, mm. or at least in, I would say, in a lot of people's perceptions of you, because you were Balawanza. Yeah. Like on stage and off stage, mm, like, mm. and now you're Luandile and Balawanza. Or it definitely did. I think. When I was able to make that separation, um, I almost acknowledged a lot more about Luandi and his contribution to to Balwanster's life. You know, so I like, oh shit, I'm an art director. Like this <laughs> is my portfolio. If I had to show people my portfolio, there's Balwanster. Yeah. There he is. He's a product of like all these skills that I have. So when I look at Luandi, I, I see him like as like the the puppet master. You know, as the guy who's pulling all these things, doing all these things, just so this Balanced guy has some kind of career. So, I think the separation, it's, I mean, it definitely took a lot of people calling me by my real name. Well, I didn't really, but I think it happened in conjunction with me kind of trying to, like, reframe a bit. That would have been cool for a censorship, <laughs> like, hey, you f***ing did. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of, like, feel... Like human again. Human again. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, because Balanced, I mean, like, I, things when I say he's a character, he's very much. Like, I mean, people who write true, I mean, stories are basically basing it off maybe their lives, their experiences, a lot of a lot of the time, right? Yeah, so, and then you, you shift the, the details a little bit here. Exactly. And there, you embellish stuff. You, yeah. yeah, it's it's your, it was your M&M to your Marshall Mathers kind yeah. of like situation. I mean, I mean, I, I could. Well, not was, is. I, I haven't really used my creative license as yet or much to to a point where I'm taking my real experiences and kind of. Actually, I did with Lindu. Yeah. I did because that was an, a story inspired by three people and I just combined them into a character. So I think in essence, that's what I've kind of done 
with Bailuanste. You know, I've taken my stories, my hardships, my relationships, and I was like, okay, cool. Let's 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 write these. Let's create this memoir, sort of. Let's create this living, performing, uh, interviewing book. You know, he's there and he's doing these things. So, you know, I I see him as more as like an extension of myself, but very much part of my portfolio. Like, <laughs> hey, I, I fucking did this, dude. Okay. Well, do you ever see there being like another character then? Man, I've thought about this a couple of times, especially okay. when I was I was trying to transition into production. Yeah. You know, like not so much transition, but um, I mean, I've produced quite a few songs for myself. I did Funny How before I called myself a producer. When I did Funny How, I I wasn't even I, I was like, ah, you know, I just needed to do something. You know, it came yeah. out well, but I didn't see myself as much of a producer up until Spijonga Chapter One. Uh, but like when I was still in like I think I was in Berlin in 2017 and I was around like musicians as well who are producing so uh, I kind of like okay cool this is cool like I obviously don't want to be just considered the guy you call when you want a rap yeah I want to be involved in the process so I guess I needed to to bring something to the table as far as like being a composer and producer so I remember we were walking in the streets with the group in Berlin and we were I just kept thinking of okay cool I need to come up with if I go the producing route, obviously I won't really get acknowledged so much just because I'm known for the raps yeah. unless I come up with an alter ego, you know, and I was going to call them apples. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hate apples. I don't hate apples. Apples make me throw up, but I do not know, dude. I don't know. My mother. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you didn't go with apples. Really? Though. You didn't like uh, apples? No, like no, not for you. Uh-huh. No, not for you. I don't know. I wanted something almost like mysteriously cute. You know, I was like... You know, I was just, so I was thinking of just things. So that was like my first like thought about like creating a separate identity who I could also house as part of my portfolio. Because yeah. me coming with a new character means new backstory, new like visual identity. That's a portfolio. That's a design brief for me already. So, yeah. but I mean, it, I was like, but I mean, that is the buy. The buy really covers all of that. So me separating that is like, so then what's the point of the buy then? So I was like, oh fucking hell, Balance is the character. But I don't know, I haven't really had any other instances of maybe possibly coming up with new characters, you know? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Well, you still got two more chapters of Spajonga yeah, to go. Yeah, I do. So the reception to Spajonga chapter one has been quite, quite nice, I'd say. Quite, dude. Like, in comparison, I think every project I've released always, like, Gross. takes me to a new level of, like, not so much admiration, but... Appreciation. Yeah, you know, so when... How people receive chapter one. Like, did I actually had a, like, a. I don't know, the release date felt so. Oh shit, I've got a release date. The other, like, in the past, it's always been like, okay, cool. I know when this date is. I'm, like, doing all of this stuff. You know, as much as I, we did the same, Ryan and I, with this one, but we had, like, a debut with OK Africa. Yeah. You know, which was, like, not anything I'd really done before. Because we planned, okay, we want the review to be with them. We want these guys to handle this thing, blah, blah, blah. So it was like, I've got a release date, you know? So when that came out... And you got, like, a press plan. Dude, we like had, a, like, woof, we planned, you know? So, yeah, dude, people really ate it up. I can see it mostly in the performances, you know? They really are there, and they're like, dude, that's my song. Like, last night, last night was beautiful, you know? And that's still chapter one things. Like, I'm, I've yet to kind of release anything from chapter... I'm lying. I performed something from chapter two yesterday. Uh, you know, like, anyone who is then, who's li- who could be, who's listening right now, uh, will know which one it is, <laughs> you know? But I didn't mention anything about it. It's just not in my usual set. 
So okay. now it's an obvious chapter two thing, but you know, it's it's a good segue for chapter two, like just where we are right now. What do you, you mean, know? like as in terms of your life or just... Uh... Uh, I know, I think in terms of how people have like consumed it, they've yeah. engaged with the whole thing, like... They're aware of like the story that starts off with Finn and Jake saying this is what this is about. Stay naked goes in and it goes on this journey. So now I say, okay, cool. Now what? So people, so people are with you, like they want to see yes. like where the story goes. Uh, uh, and I love it. Like you know, like we're expecting a little bit of tragedy here. Well, at least I am. Like because if the story has three parts, it's got to be uh. there's got to be some tension or something. Like or maybe maybe not. Maybe when not. we're done, I think I'll, I'll show you the cover art. Okay. I'm gonna show you the cover art, dude. Like, okay. yo, the which, cover art. Okay. Which you don't have to. You don't have to give away too much. No, I won't. Oh, yeah. uh, which is cool. Yeah. But the, just this, like, you know, reception for Spajanga, it's obviously been quite like amazing. But it's been a bit of a roller coaster of a period of time with these last few months. I mean, yeah. Because so we chatted uh, on this podcast last year, and like, yeah. You hadn't yet moved to Joburg. You hadn't mm-hmm. yet, like, you were. We had even discussed on the podcast you like signing with Ryan. Yeah, and, and then, then yeah, that yeah, dude, that was a domino. And then yeah. that all like came together, which is mm. pretty dope. But like, yeah, you had a pretty rough time of it this year. Like, you moved to Joburg because mm, mm. you wanted to be uncomfortable. Exactly. I think it's got pretty fucking uncomfortable. Dude, like, I went. I got exactly what I, I, I was <laughs> looking for, dude. Like, and 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 then some. Okay. You know, so what it, happened? I mean, the whole move to Joburg was very spontaneous, first and foremost. It was for design, and I found myself in situations where people were like, hey, aren't you that guy? Like, all the time, and I'm giving away stickers because people are literally like, coming to me, dude, do you have the stickers? I'm thinking, who are, okay, yeah. You know, so I was like, maybe I should try this music thing out. You know, <laughs> so, you know, and then, like, June, I, I kind of stopped client work. You know, but this is fast forwarding. Um, so like, I mean, I moved to, I'm in Honeydew. In, 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 we chatted Rudderport, yeah, in yeah. the Rudderport area. So, um, it's, it's, it's quite far out. It's like, I, I consider it a safe distance. Like, not so much from, like, crime and whatnot, because... That's I, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just from, like, the one, my, my biggest fear about Joba was, like, the pace of the industry. Yeah. Like, considering like me being here and how the pace is here, you know, you're, like, in, in the whatever lane, you know. Yeah. But when you get to Joba, it's only the fast lane. You know, that's how I felt. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but yeah. maybe. I mean, there are a lot of people that work at a breakneck, pay, breakneck pace, but I also, you know, I know a lot of Joe Burgers these days who just do uh. their thing and they like survive. Like, they're not even surviving, they're doing uh. well, you know. But maybe it's uh, as you get older, industry. you learn to. Yeah, industry. and like the, mu- the music industry, dude, like, like small things. Like, I'm, hey, dude, I was like, Literally, like, the, the, the gust of Joba could just, like, blow me over very easily <laughs> because I was always, like, ready for something. Like, just the industry, dude. Like, when I get there to my brother's place and I listen to the music they're listening to, like, just casually, it's like, okay, I already know that. I mean, if my siblings are listening to this stuff, then... Well, you thought there wasn't or was a place for you? I, I felt there wasn't. So, huh? like, okay, cool. After I do the show, I'm fucking off. I'm back to Durban, you know? So... It, it took a couple trips up and down and then the last trip I took was in December where I just because like, they fucked up the Wi-Fi back in my Durban spot so I went to my brother's place to just use his wife to finish client work and then like something just like just like we chatted and him and I because he's songwriters and whatnot and producers and engineers so he has meetings with a lot of clients who hey here's our artist we want you then he's like let me bring you along and then we offer design packaging and whatnot so they come here get an album Go to the next room, get it packaged, get their brand 
all together, come out the other side and they're done. Yeah. So one-stop shop thing. So like, oh shit, so I need to be closer then. And I just moved up, you know, and then that, I think that dream was like a three-month thing until I started getting this like, okay, cool, music, music, music. People are like, hey dude, what are you doing on Saturday? Or, hey dude, I've got this podcast. And I was like, oh, snap, okay, let's, yeah, let's do this music <laughs> so thing, what, you know. You forgot you were a musician. Like, I mean, thing you'd be doing for years. And like, thing is, dude, it's crazy, dude. Like, for the most part, you wouldn't believe it, but I didn't, obviously, the actions, like, say something different, but it's, it's in the back of my mind, in the deepest, it was always a, a little bit of a hobby, you know? And as much as I was doing all the, everything I was doing, whenever it got to a point where it was getting really serious, dude, I'd have serious anxiety. There's a point where I kind of had a panic attack. You know, just after the colors thing. Okay. Yeah, dude, like, it was crazy. Um, like, it, you think you didn't like deserve it? No, no, like or, literally. Or just too much. My, like, I saw my life changing at that moment. Okay. You and know, like you... particularly in the, my relationship. Oh. Like, there's something we had a little bit of an argument about, and it was because I was so fixated with colors and reading the comments as everything's happening, and we were supposed to cook, we were supposed to shower just now, and literally all that stuff. Like, she came in like, okay, I'm gonna sit here and do nothing. I was like. But babe, like this is my moment. What do you mean? And then like we just like chat. Like the world doesn't have to stop because this is happening. And then like okay, we whatever is whatever. And then now we're in bed. She's sleeping, and I'm just sitting there, dude. I'm up the whole time, and I can just feel some kind of volcano in my throat. Like on, and then I started like thinking about things I didn't want to be thinking about that I shouldn't have been thinking about. So I googled how do I stop thinking about these things, <laughs> and then I just burst, dude. I just burst into tears and I mean I tried to be as quiet as I could dude just so I didn't wake her I didn't want her to worry I was just shaking the whole bed <laughs> I was like you know so that was just an instance of like my life changing and I, I I wasn't even mentally ready in a sense that it was still a hobby in yeah. my mind I hadn't really considered it this is my career now you know and same thing happened the first time I did the normal agenda at South Store yeah. it worked out and I'm in the car dude we're on our way home we passed by chicken licking the whole trip I'm quiet because I'm like fuck it worked you know it was we it's weird but like yeah. I wasn't ready for it so um, after I had sent my CV in a, another agency here in Durban um, and they wanted me and then I changed my mind afterwards <laughs> I kind of that's the was the first step for me kind of saying okay cool you know what if I'm gonna turn down that I need to treat this like work yeah. whatever they were offering me there in that contract I need to make sure I made this every month so that was I was still in my freelance and music thing but freelance more than anything yeah. you know but then when I got to Joburg and I started seeing that okay cool all the noise I've been making from Durban all the noise I've been making from Ekokstad like everything because for me Joburg is about positioning so me getting to Joburg and I'm there maybe at um, let's say Kitchener's getting like a drink and then I'm like aren't you that guy? You know, suddenly these things start to translate. And I learned yeah. that from Russell, Russell, Russell Slongon. Yeah. Like we are chatting, him and I, about like this move to, you know, I hadn't considered, but we were just chatting about, you know, him being in and out of Joburg and how maybe it could possibly be expensive sometimes. But, you know, every now and then you go up for positioning because when yeah. you're still doing his jet lag stuff, you know, um, he had reached out to the British Council people um, a while ago and then you know he didn't like he, he got in touch you know and then okay yeah cool no well, yeah let's let's do it and then there was quiet silence for a while until he went up to Joburg for something else making himself some coffee and then something hey Russell you know yeah. dude that thing I like know. did we eventually do that no okay cool listen see now because just because she saw his face she like he was there so for me that's what that's what happened with well, Joburg yeah the last Joburg trip I had like had a big meeting for the comedy festival you like, know what I mean it happened had, uh -huh. you know I'm not 
gone to Joburg, so I definitely get that. And yeah. it's also, yeah, I've always, you you always gotta like. Also, it's just nice to be in different spaces. Yeah, you know, like mm. I, I enjoy going to Joburg every now and again yeah. just to like soak up the the energies that side, and also just to be outside of Durban because it does make me appreciate coming back. Sure. Like yes. Like it really true. does. Like every time, like if I go, like I leave Durban for a week or two and I come back and I'm like, oh my God, it's so fucking nice. Like everything's just so pretty. Like, <laughs> like you come sure. back from the airport and you're like, oh. yo, it's green, hey? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, let's start that again. Have you enjoyed being back this week? <laughs> I have, Bob, indeed. Um, yeah, no, dude, I really have. I mean, actually I've been back for three weeks. Yeah. You know, so, but obviously like I was chatting to Leah uh, the other day, and she was like, dude, you're so low-key. I didn't even know until today that you're back. And, you know, that isn't intentional, but I just, you know, I'm back, visit my girl, and to just, like, not so much, okay, guys, I'm back now. Yeah. Come fetch me from the airport or something, you know? <laughs> it's just like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm home. That's how it feels. Like, like, I feel like going to Joburg, dude, I'm going to work. I'm there for work. It, it obviously needs me to be there for longer than just, like, a couple of hours, a couple of months, you yeah. know? So when I come home, like to Durban, I'm coming home. That's how it feels for me. Um, but yeah, dude, like literally being gone for so long, dude, I, I noticed so much coming back. I was like, oh, snap, you know, and I've been doing a lot more than I've done. Like, like these three weeks, dude, I've been more active, I guess, in comparison to maybe the, the, the years I've been, just in terms of like doing things, being proactive outside of just like my own bubble. Like, dude, as soon as I arrived, went to check out Nepo's gig yeah. in your backyard at the Charlatan. I was like, you know, let's let's check it out. What are you what are you up to, Nibs? You know, what are you, who are, ah, you know, this is just, you know, I felt yeah, good. Nipo's doing some cool stuff. She's doing some really cool stuff, you know. But yeah, dude, like, it's, it's, it's really dope, bro, like, to kind of, like, have that opportunity to step away from the elephant. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit, it has a trunk. You know, and the trunk is pink in the middle or some shit. Then, like, when you... Make some noise. You know, like, like yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, dude, so I mean, it's, it's, it's really nice to be back. Um, I could tell they missed me yesterday. Aww. You know, it was such a dope show, dude. Like, damn, dude, I hugged so many people, you know. <laughs> I was so tired afterwards, man. I mean, I'm a hugger, but yo, dude, sometimes you run out of hugs, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, definitely. Uh, I get you. Yeah. And, yeah, like, you've been performing with a few different groups over the last year, yeah. like, because you've been traveling. So, well, yeah, so we, let's go back to Joyberg, actually, because yeah. you're like, yeah, let me get back into the music thing. Let me go yeah. for design. But I remember chatting to you, like, you know, early in the year, and you mm. were like, yo, things are not cuff. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, what happened? Why were things not kept? Like, well, dude, like, you know, you jumping into your passion from your 9 to 5 is is always a, a, that moment. It's It needs to be calculated, you know, like, you want to at least be making at least 50% of what... Yeah, I never like, did, I've never done that. I've, and I'm just, like... You've just jumped. I jumped, yeah. Well, actually, no, I used to have, like, four jobs. Like, Shit. that's how I did stuff. And then I slowly but surely just, like, made less money. Uh, and just continue to make less money and just oh, accept shit. that I was going to have less money. Shit. <laughs> but, you know, every now and again I make a lot of money and then I, I save that oh. and I use it a little bit at a time. Sure. And so, I don't know. My, my way of doing things probably isn't isn't a way for anyone else. I mean, I think it, it kind of bleeds into how I kind of just did this mu this particular one with the music, even the move to Joburg, dude. Yeah. Like, if I had thought about that for months, I wouldn't have done it. And I had been thinking about it, dude. That was one of the scariest thoughts I'd have, dude, like, especially if it was a question of 
if you want to take your shit seriously, you know, if you want to like get somewhere with this thing, you know, like. But why did you think that? Considering it was you know, the conversations I was having with but, with friends. But what about like Agnostic C and that? You know, like dude made it from Durban. I mean, he moved afterwards. But, yeah. Like, I mean, like it's like, like how my but friends. I mean, he's one example. Like, I mean, how my friends put it is like, obviously we had our strategy like about how we'd maneuver while in Durban. But then there was a point where, okay, cool. At this point, we need to, we need to like. But do you need to be in another city to maneuver then? Okay, not so much maneuver, but like just how I've been moving anyway. But like, you know, just Durban, Kokstad, all these things have been. I mean, even Joburg. Joburg isn't even the ultimate for me. No. Joburg, psh, no way. You know, it's <laughs> all these things are like steps. Steps, you know. I don't even know like what won't be a step, but I know that at the end of the day. I come back to Durban, you know, at the end of my life, like, I'm going to pick up the soil now, and that's going to be my ashes. I'm going to, like, you know, just, how, that's how I feel about just having been here so far, you know. But, you know, like, it would always scare me, dude, that idea of, Joburg? Why Joburg? You know, what do you mean, you know? But a lot of my friends were coming from, like, marketing, uh, advertising backgrounds, you know, yeah. so they were, I, I was a product, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. I get it, you know, because I am a human being. But this music I'm making, this violence that I have, that's the product. We live in a neoliberal society. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, dude. So I didn't wait to get music giving me 50% of what I'm making with design. I just fucking did it. And why it became hard is that, I mean, I wasn't making crazy amounts of money. But, dude, I was buying studio equipment, like, from the design, you know. Uh, while I was in Durban, dude. You know, so... Um, rent's a lot less. <laughs> what? Rent is a lot less. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I think, yeah, life, life, um, what is it? Life, whatever. Costs. Yeah. yeah. Cost of living. Cost of living. It, yeah, it went up like crazy when I was up there. But I mean, you know, I, I didn't wait till maybe, because you know, you want your, because you've got both feet on this one raft and you've got a smaller raft and you putting your foot on the smaller raft, it's, it's very unstable. And you putting both feet in there, you sink a little bit, you know. So the bigger raft was the design, you know, that was kind of, it was a raft, a small one, one man raft, you know, so it wasn't. I like how you like making like raft uh, analogies because you do it in your music. As oh, well. yes, I did. I did. I did. I did. Um, so, but I mean, you know, so when I put uh, that foot over there, you know, I was like, you know what, this thing won't go anywhere, you know, because it's just like not stable. It won't go anywhere unless I put both feet on it. At least it will be pressed down, you know? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Only way this music thing is gonna go somewhere or make sense is if I give it my all, you know? And I wasn't gonna negotiate with designer by one about that. I was like, all right, buddy, listen, I'll call you when we're releasing a project, you know? When I, when I need your job, when I need your When services. I need you, when I need you. Just right now, I'm gonna do this, you know? So why it was hard is because obviously that stability or that sort of stability I kind of lost out on that because even in Joburg, bro, I haven't even, I hadn't even established a client base. You know, I was still finishing off Durban clients. You know, so as soon as I did that last client in June, no more advertising for me. And you know, I just did the music thing. It was hard, dude. Like, because yeah, making money off music is not easy. It isn't. You know, I think making money money off art that's not like a commercial thing. Because the cool thing about like graphic design or you know, for various forms of writing or even various forms of making music is sure. you can provide it for 
the ad industry. Yeah. But when you want to just make it for yourself yeah. and getting paid for that, that's a lot harder. Like you just want people to like enjoy a song oh. and somehow get that trickle down economics from Spotify. Hey, bro, and that's long money, bro. That money comes after. That's not money you include in your role, in your, in your, you will, you include it every year. <laughs> oh, every, every six or seven months. But that, that's your bonus. Right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> But I mean, dude, like, you know what's really helped me, you know, like just this whole thing we were mentioning about, you know, the distinction between Luanster and Luandile and what I've known, like, and me saying that I've noticed a lot and acknowledged a lot about what I do. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Shit. And it was going somewhere. We were talking about um, the design thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like this whole looking at Luanster as part of my portfolio, dude, like. What also makes it easy, dude, for, you know, the, the cash conversations is, yes, the music. It's this, the, like, the, the, the focal point. But this brand, dude, this thing that I, I created, you know, like, the other day I was doing, like, a brand analysis just on this Balancer guy. I just stood away from being Balancer and I looked, okay, cool. So I was on Google, I was just looking, okay, cool, how to do this? Because I wanted to, because everything I've been doing over the years has just been... You know, impulse. Yeah, you know, but, just but, doing. But you do enjoy analyzing your stuff and putting it sure. like, like reanalyzing it for the public as well, sure. which is quite interesting. Not a lot of artists do that. Uh. Like, I don't think any do that. Like, like very, very fucking few ever engage with their own work like publicly the way you do. You like, know why I do it, bro? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a a consumer as well. Okay. So the things that I liked about the CDs that I bought and the music, all the things that I've engaged with. I feel like, hey, I, let me do this for people, you know? And then I stand away, I'm like, oh shit, this, this, you got a color palette for your project. You know, it's like, these are shit things that I enjoy about the stuff that I was consuming and that yeah. I consume. So when I think about them, I'm thinking about us, you know, on some like, hey, let's all stand here and, and, and acknowledge this thing, you know? And that goes with the whole brand thing. You know, I create this brand that I can also appreciate. But do you not worry about people thinking you're full of yourself? Oh, bro, like, honestly, I've, I've, been, I, I've been told, like, well, not told, like, hey, you're a narcissist. Yeah. But actually, you know, it started with me. I, I, I have this terrible habit, dude, of throwing things out there. And then people are like, okay, cool. We'll call you a narcissist then. And actually, <laughs> you're right. You know, because literally, I've just said Dog, it like... I've learned that whatever fuck. image you put out there about yourself is the image people pick up about but you. But dude, like, like, how is it possible that they pick it up and they literally start running with it? How? Like, as if they've always known and they just didn't have the term. Well, because maybe they agree with it once you put it out there. So it sh I shouldn't do that. <laughs> maybe not. Like, like, literally, dude, like, literally conversations about narcissism. Not in a sense where it's like, yeah, dude, you know, it was just always me feeling like, hey, well, I'm a little bit of a narcissist. So, because I remember I was, I was at a friend's house and... It's um, hard not to be if you're a narcissist. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, it's because also... Self-involved, like, self-involvement is a big aspect uh, of being an artist. Like, you know, maybe not always self-reflection, but self-involvement for sure, uh, <laughs> like, depending on the artist. But like, I definitely, like, you look at almost every artists out there they're always in turn like you know not always there are a handful that look outwards but most look internally yeah like that's how it gets created so yeah like i don't have any issue with it i'm just saying like uh. i just wondered like if you ever were like conscious about it or I, like yeah i think so. the thing is dude so how i easily it's just like literally like it, it just like slides off my skin 
Um, it just feels natural. Oh, that, no, yeah. But on like why, like it literally doesn't really stay in my mind, this whole narcissism thing is, is because my association with narcissism has a lot of negative connotations in a sense where, oh, well, not negative, but like superficial. Like on some like, I read somewhere about like the word narcissist comes from an, some guy named Narcissus or something and yeah. he was staring at himself in, in, in the world. He fell in you love know? with his reflection. Yeah. Like I don't feel like that about myself. I'm just fascinated about the different, like more than anything, I'm fascinated about like the, the, the cracks yeah. about this Bailoanster guy. And if me kind of focusing on Bailoanster so much and noticing these things makes me a narcissist, then fuck it, I'll be a narcissist, you know, because I don't feel like I'm, I'm... But the thing is, there is also value to like other people when people do that, when artists do that. Uh. Like, I mean, you look at someone like just Tyler, the creator, you know, yeah. he did that like quite a bit, you know, uh. turned the camera in on himself and stuff like that. Mm. And people can go, yeah, I'm the same way. I feel similarly. Mm. I relate to that. When you do like do that, you can actually speak for other people a lot more. Mm. Like mm. when you're talking about yourself and genuinely opposed yeah. to being preachy. Exactly, because people because people can then go, oh, I relate to that because he's talking about himself. Sure. But I go through that same experience. Mm. Mm. I have mm. those same kind of feelings. Yeah. So in a weird way, like, yeah, being not not like I wouldn't call it narcissistic, uh. but like. Yeah, being like inverted commas narcissistic, I think does have value, obviously, to the crowd because mm. it allows them to put themselves in their sh in you know your shoes. Mm. Like, and also the cool thing about it is it does create those moments then when they do gen genuinely feel that way, you mm. know, when they mm. feel like they can relate to stuff. But dude, like honestly, like we need to think of a synonym for that word, like narcissist, like. Introspective wouldn't be one, right? Um, definitely not. Like, narcissists, like, people can be introspective and not be narcissists. Okay. But all, pretty much all narcissists, and also narcissists aren't necessarily introspective. Yeah, okay. Like, so that's the weird thing. Like, yeah, words are weird, and they do have exact definitions oh. uh, that we might be getting <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> slightly wrong. Also, the problem is there's narcissism as, you know, society uses it, and then yeah. there's narcissism as psychologists use it, and, yeah. like, you know, it might be quite different. I feel like whatever the, psychology, the psychologists describe it as, I'd probably, like, you know, like, okay, that sounds about, you know, because it has some kind of thing to it opposed to society, like, no, yeah. I think the, the psychologist one means it's more serious. Like, if a psychologist calls you a narcissist, it means you've got, like, actual, like, prob like it's causing fucking oh, problems fuck. in your life. Well, yeah, okay, okay. But maybe. We, I, might, I might just be completely <laughs> ignorant right now. And if you're a psychologist, you can hit me up on almostperfectpod at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, let, let, let us know. Let us know what the difference is between just, you know, kind of looking inward sometimes and being a narcissist. Or all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, dude, that's that's. What's the difference between being paranoid and being a narcissist? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, I, I, bro, I mean, why, what? I believe in like humans, you sure. know, in a sense that like I believe in us more than anything else. Like, so. Okay, Frankie. Your NS. Frankie Oceans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes! Oh, actually, that should have been the theme song that plays in the background. If somebody just drove, could imagine somebody just drove past playing. Yeah, like, yes. But like legit, dude. Like I, like I believe in everything literally coming from inside us. You know, like 
attributing it everything to yourself. Okay, not everything in a sense where it's like, hey, what? But I mean, like for me, why I'm so fixated with my ideas and everything I produce is because it comes from me, yeah. you know. And accountability. I also believe in that. You know, like you shifting the blame to other things or saying, oh, no, the, 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 the devil got him. What? <laughs> Bro, that was him. You know what I mean? Things like those. Like, so what, what I'm trying to say is that, like, I come from a place where, like, my life, dude, everything is introspective. I didn't know what the term meant, but I kind of called myself an individualist. Okay. Like for a long time, like anything I like, you know, or my music, anything I produce, I fucking like it first and foremost. You know, hence I package my stuff the way I do because I like that. You know, I only do booklets. If people aren't engaging with the booklets, I'm still going to fucking make digital booklets for my music, you know, because I like it. You know, I like it. I like making it. I like reading it. I like seeing how everything connects with the music, you know. So it always comes from me first. And I guess that does make me a narcissist in to some degree but I don't know but I mean you know I, I really like not so much fuck with myself but I really like you like your work I like my work and I feel like other people's work if, if, if I get a sense of your essence like of genuineness from what you do bro like we're going I had a briefing with a, a client yesterday um so I have a, a friend of mine who homie me on Funny How, the chorus on Funny How. Okay. So we were... Seda. Seda, Seda, So I don't think he calls himself. He never called him. I don't know. I just said, dude, you don't have a stage name. What are the... Uh, we're calling you Seda now, but he, <laughs> that's not anything he calls by. But uh, we had a, a consultation with a client. Um, I think just working with him helps me kind of do some design stuff because he can take over. I can just art direct and whatnot. So... Dude, it, it went really well. It's, it, it was uh, a lady trying to get in, like she found an opportunity in, in, in a niche in, in, the, in like whatever she's passionate about. And just in our conversation, like I, I noticed how passionate she was about this thing and emotionally invested in like, dude, if this thing can just work, you know? I was like, ma'am, I'm gonna make this thing work. Literally, that's where she had me, dude. She could have like pulled up 10,000 or whatever or however much we're going to quote her that was going to be great but the connection was just with her emotionally so whenever I get a sense of somebody's inside you know and that that genuineness and like that they trust because it's in their mind then I'm like fuck let's do it you know so that's just how I feel about people about you know like something being special in us sounds very what's the word not generic but cliche cliche sounds very cliche but yo dude like us, as, dude, come on, dude, our skin, dude, we have a healing factor, bro. It's just slower than Wolverine. It's slightly slower than Wolverine. But yeah, we, sure. dude, like, dude, and like we have pipes, dude. I mean, even animals. I mean, I think a lot of people have even animals. <laughs> yeah, fucking animals, right? <laughs> Fuck those no. motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I mean, but like, you know, we're super advanced, dude, like, and it's crazy, dude. It's a hella basic in weird ways, but like I agree with you. But you get you get what I'm trying to say. So like me believing in myself so much because I believe in myself a lot. You know, like I also doubt myself a lot. Yeah, I like that's the thing, like I feel like I had more self belief when I was younger. Yeah. Like it's just like life has made me go, like like failures have just uh, made me go, like, yeah, no, like 
it's 50-50 shot every time, dog. Like, uh. you know, like, sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose. Mm. And, like, so, like, that doubt has crept in a lot more as time's, like, gone on. Yeah. But it's weird because I guess it does drive me to be better. And so the stuff I produce is just better. Like, a lot of the stuff I've done, like, you know, even without me necessarily, like, approaching it the same ways I used to, you know, always with, a, like, as much passion, I guess. Like, you know, before I would be, like, very passionate about stuff and very much be, like, mm. I'm going to be good at this and I can do this. But, like... It would be kind of average and now it's like I'm like yeah it's probably gonna suck and then like ah, i bang it out and it's hey. great <laughs> so. well dude i mean i used to do that like not so much with the work but i used to always you know sell myself short like that in hopes of maybe a surprise coming out you know because if the sand is low the excitement is great yeah exactly you know so instead of like you know oh this is great and then next you know ah, it's not so much you know yeah, that's a problem. Like you, cause you just have too many times where you go, yeah, this is gonna be great, mm. and then like it's slightly less. So like, Ish. after that, you know, it's just like, yeah, this is gonna be good. It's gonna mm. be okay. Should should be slightly above average. Yeah. I, I, I should go home with a smile on my face tonight. You know? Oh shit. <laughs> after this gig, I should not hate society. <laughs> like, uh, like comedy is a weird one. It's but music's also like I'm sure you've had nights like that where afterwards you're just like, I did not connect with this crowd at all. Like. Like, even sure. in this year, like, uh, or, like, has this year, like, been, like, a good one for, like, gigs? I mean, as far as, like, what I, what... Because I remember, like, just, you know, that was a thing back in the day. Bro, every set back in the day, bro, I'd walk off stage feeling like, fuck, you know? And, like, even in the way I'd speak, dude, like, you know, I, I, I don't play back my interviews. <laughs> I don't listen to any of that shit. I unfortunately fucking have to with these things. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but yeah. But you know, like, I don't do it because I don't want to cringe. Yep. You know, and Dude, often... Editing, editing this is the most cringeworthy thing in my life. It's the most <laughs> anxiety-ridden experience each time. Because it's mm. just like, what dumb shit did I fucking say? Like... Like, dude, like, honestly, do you know what would make me cringe the most, particularly with interviews? I had this idea of myself that didn't really correlate with who I really was, dude. I thought I was, like, chilled, bro, like, chilled. <laughs> this is who I wanted to be, actually, just as a, as a brand, a like, chilled guy, like, hey, man, um, yeah, we just did the, the, the charlatan last night, and, you know, people felt it. That's who I thought I was, but every time I get into an interview, I was so excited. I was like, you know, dude, like, literally, they, you know, I so... And I'm thinking, and what that's the you, fuck? and that's what's infectious. About and that's, you. It. that's what people like about Now imagine, you. I that's not what I thought it was. I thought I was like chilled, and then every time I wasn't, I'd be so frustrated. You know, I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm not going to listen to this bullshit. And that's so weird because people like you because of your like, uh. your honesty and your enthusiasm. Like when you talk about things, what's dope about it is how much, like, yeah, you genuinely are excited and uh. care and like are happy. Uh. Like, and that's infectious. Like, sure. You know, that makes other people feel good. Like, you're feeling good about shit and you're sharing it. Like, uh. but meanwhile, you're, you you want to be all like, too dude, cool for school. I want to, that was like, ah, you know, and it would frustrate me, bro. Like, for, like, for real. I'd be like, I'm not going to listen to this thing. I sound like such a goof. You know, I sound so, fuck, you know, why am I not, you know, because I mean, there also, I think a lot of things attribute, attribute to that, like, whole thing, you know. I mean, I've listened to some interviews and people are like, you know, they're able to, articulate things like very quickly concise and everything me on the other hand i just go and i'm excited as well so i was like okay you know what i need to chill you know and i need to chill and then a lot of people do it would annoy me this is what used to annoy me like 
people thought I talked too much. I'm thinking, why the fuck did you bring me here then? I, you came, there's the camera, you have your lapel mic, I have mine. Then after the interview, like, hey, dude, you can talk. What, do you, what am I here to do then? You know, like I didn't get it. And also, like I've always said, if you're in a rush, don't ask me about anything I'm passionate about. Yep. Please. Don't ask. I need to put you, that on a t-shirt. You literally start interviews with that. So like, I yes, you, you I, I have on radio with yeah. me. You're being like, like yeah. dude. I mean, don't. I mean, of, like, I think the last time we chatted, dude, on on air, um, that was one of the best interviews I'd done. Like, just like as far as like, I think I was going to Michael House. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the the festival. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were chatting. No, 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 no. It wasn't. But we we had chatted on air, and dude, I was. I, I was so like I answered I was you know like the whole point of having like someone to interview is that they talk like dude and I didn't get it it's like I mean I understand obviously now as I get older I know that obviously it's an interview you also yeah. need to have something you're saying of course but there's also the person running the interview like needs to guide stuff and needs to control the thing sure. and needs to like give you visual cues yeah like yeah 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 like you know like yeah when you're when you're talking in on air like on in radio uh. it's pretty simple you can literally just put your hand up like me like i can whilst you're talking i can just go and put my yeah. hand up and be like cool like 30 seconds 10 seconds whatever uh. and let you know like cool we're gonna go to the next question or something's coming so that to me just feels like people not doing their fucking jobs properly but Bro, maybe i just had that experience you know like or maybe 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 they maybe, maybe they don't care what I have to say. Maybe they don't. Like that is a big issue with like mm. I listen to a lot of interviews uh, on radio from time to time, mm. especially like in other cities or just when I'm in Ubers and stuff. You mm. know, like because if you're in a friend's car, usually there's music. You mm. know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. if you're traveling in other cities, you're in Ubers and stuff like that. And yeah, like I listen to radio. And you can hear like the person asking the questions isn't listening to the answers. Mm. Like they're just asking Ish. the question and reading the next question on their paper or lining up the next thing that they need to do whilst mm. the person's talking. And they're like, oh, that's great. And then what about blah, blah, blah. And then they like tune out for like a Ish. minute to let the person talk and then come back and like, the, and yeah, and it's experienced people even do that. Like, I mean, but dude, like for me, like where I guess I need to cut them some slack is that not even but to kind of understand a little bit you know because i'm a rapper people might just want to talk about that and yep. maybe not acknowledge the other stuff they want to cut off the other limbs and you know i guess that's just a format thing you know the unfortunate thing is like the the way the industry works and the way media works in general is like the people who are chatting to you don't know your work yeah okay like even the person who booked you for the show like you know has read your press release like that's it like they watched the music video that your manager sent them and they've seen that you performed at this this and this then now they give that information to the person on air mm. or like the producer like gives the person on air these tidbits they go this person was born here these mm. are the songs that they've made you know this is who they've worked with mm. and then that person quickly crams it in before they chat to you mm. and then you come in and you chat to them and you want to explain your stuff and they're just like i just want to tell this information to people and play mm. your fucking song <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> you know but i don't know it's not all like that mm. but a large portion of the industry is like that like even I mean, but even stuff like if you look at like Slickle, like how little information is on like that site. Like all the music's there, 
but you can't find any information like about mm. anyone like you know. and i think that's like the point that you're making that also like influences where we put them in our rollouts we know that they have maybe a great reach yeah you know so we're going to give them the single yeah you know we know okay africa gives really in-depth reviews we'll give them the project yeah so just like each of them has a function because i think you know i guess you know you won't have them all you know as far as like you'll you'll have reach you might have very little content yeah and, and different songs hit with different audiences anyway yeah. and like you know some songs will slap on 5fm and some will go on metro you yeah. know like but it's just getting into those places that can be the the issue and it's there's also there's often turnover behind the scenes that can change things in relationships sure. that's you know one, one one month you're in and one month like you know you're out and you had no say in the matter it was just the fact that the job the job changed i uh, suddenly feel like they're not gonna write about me anymore okay. <laughs> why because of what i said no because of what we said but it's okay i mean uh, you're gonna write about me right yeah the pardon i mean you're gonna keep writing about of me, course right? until until you until you do another interview to talk shit about me <laughs> No, I appreciate what Slicker's done for the uh, for the culture. Yeah. Like I think like having that resource is incredible. Like the amount of stuff that's on there and I think it's definitely difficult to engage with it critically on that level. You mm. know, like when they're putting up like how many different releases are there. Yeah. Like but it does feel disappointing for me when I'm looking for information on people and it's not there and the only mm. place that the music is is in this one spot where someone's just like oh here's another banger from this person and you're just like fuck <laughs> like you've told me nothing and like i really want to know like more you know i just want to know like where where are they from what have they done before oh like, shit yeah i feel you you know like that but that like that that's not throwing shade at them because like i say they they're just providing a different service and i do appreciate what they yeah. do because like i say like they want to go to the places that's the first to like find anything like if yeah. you if you want to find all the like like latest local rap you go there first or you go to what's it with uh data followers <laughs> yeah oh actually they're still around i don't think they're around they, I, for kaisers around or whatever it is oh like, yeah I think with Dr. Phil also it's just like okay put your shit up there and, and share it. I think I actually wanted to put up something there the other day just so I could track the numbers but then I remembered that they inflate the numbers on Dr. Phil House. That's why I stopped using it, you know. It's like Facebook. Bro. <laughs> like, yeah, those Facebook. numbers ain't real. Yeah, hey, bro. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I I dude, I don't get it. You know, I love Facebook. What is everybody's problem with Facebook? Bro? Well, it's just the whole evil thing. Like they're they're oh, just evil shit. people. Like, oh yeah, okay. I did not consider that. You know, as a platform, oh, it's like I agree. Like I've actually like, well, from it depends. It really does depend. Like, on the, like the month as to which one I prefer. Like or which oh, one I hate shit, less okay. <laughs> between like Facebook and Twitter. But yeah, Facebook. Like when they like fucking banned me for like three days for saying uh, men are trash. Like I was just like cool. I'm like fuck this shit. <laughs> like I deleted that account. Like I've literally got like another fake account with no friends on it and it's just got my fan pages linked oh, to it. Oh, I see. I and see. And I just interact through there. But yeah, dude, I like it is just the whole, you know, societal control thing and the way that people manipulate their system to you know, create political turmoil and instability. Huh. And you know, a lot of false information gets shared through the network. Yeah. A lot of like it has created a lot of negativity. It has created mm. a lot of 
uh, problems that didn't exist before it mm. you know like and it's Facebook that, right yeah yeah and they only exist because of Facebook so mm. like it's a useful tool but it's one that like I think if someone other than Mark Zuckerberg like had to maybe run it like if someone other than the guy who just cr- tried to create a hot or not like simulator thing that's what Facebook was was like a hot or not thing at college like and then it became like this uh, college network mm. essentially I can't remember what school he went to it was either like Harvard or one of them and then it became from university to university at first you couldn't get into Facebook unless you were at university in America mm. and then it spread like everyone was on MySpace and then like it became this thing for like varsity kids to like yeah show everyone what they were doing and stuff and then it grew from there and now it's what it is but mm. like he never built this thing with like the understanding that it would be this global thing that's in every single country that affects politics in every <laughs> single country it's in and has like this way of being manipulated so completely and utterly fucked like like the russians yo <laughs> they've done damage like between twitter and facebook they, sure. so that, that i think that's the issue some people might have with facebook uh, dude i really thought it was you know, people are just too cool for it now. Because people, literally in their bios on Instagram, I don't have Facebook. I was like... Maybe, but a lot if, of the time... If, it if was you're the, famous, that's... Yeah, yeah, because people, yeah, you know. But then, yeah, like, even the friend I was with earlier, he was like, no, I don't have Facebook. I'm thinking, why? Yeah, I'm, like, as I said, like, I've dropped it, like, uh. for the most part now, and I'm not missing anything. Mm. Like... Same with Twitter for the most part. Like, I've mostly just been using the almost uh, perfect yeah. podcast one. And, yeah, like, one thing I did, I did, I missed the Rugby World Cup final Ish. because I didn't realize it was the final. I thought it was just the semis. Like, mm. I heard about this match that was happening, mm. and I was like, oh, it must be the semifinals, you know. Like, I'll watch next week if we win. <laughs> and then I hear everyone cheering. I'm like, oh, we won. Cool, I'll watch next week. And then, like, I see, <laughs> like, I see oh, no, World, World Cup champion South Africa. Yeah. But... Yeah, anyway, we've detoured so much, and I've actually yeah. wanted to chat to you about yeah, your yeah, travels yeah. this year, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you've, you've done a bit of traveling, you've been in Europe, you've been in the States, you've yeah. done a lot of things, man. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. how's it been? How's it happened? It's really cool. Um, really cool one. Well, the coolest, I'd say, of them all uh, was the Paris one. Yeah. Because when I went to Paris, that was a booking, bro. Pardon? That was a booking. Okay. Like, they literally wanted to part with their money for me to come and perform. Like, do a service, render a service, and then I come home. That was like, I was like, fuck. How did that happen? Like, an email just came in to me, and I was like, is this somebody, is this spam? So I sent it to Ryan, <laughs> and he's like, dude, this is, this looks like a you real know. Thing. So, I mean, that was really cool, especially like the, 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 the journey to try get to Paris, you know, because, I mean, they weren't covering the, 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 the transport, you know. Okay. But, you know, we were like, ah, okay, let's think about it. Gave it a couple of days and like, yeah, I don't think we can do this. And like, yeah, I know. Like, because I had some cash saved, but it was not going to be enough. You know, so it's like, you know what, let's tell them. And they're like, ah, all right, we understand, guys. Um, maybe one of these days, soon, maybe one day or whatever. You know, like, cool. Literally a couple of weeks later, hey, guys, so we've up to the cash. Um, what about now? Like, Okay, can you give us a couple of weeks just to kind of see what plan we could make, maybe crowdfund or whatever or something. And then, you know, we got to a point like, ah, fuck, you know, like, hey, guys, so, yeah, this is tricky. And then we're like, okay, we understand. And then a month later, (laughs) 
okay, guys, listen. <laughs> We've up to this money. This is the most we can give you. Can you make it for April? We're like, yes. <laughs> We're like, no, May, May. We're like, yeah, let's do it then. You know, because they want to so bad. Like I said, that emotional thing, that, yeah, that thing. Because you can see they really care. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I was like, you know what, for them, we'll say yes and we'll make a plan, you know. So we tried to make a plan. And I remember, remembered, hey, isn't there someone giving me shoes right now <laughs> who could possibly part with some money? And then, like, we tried our luck, you know, it was very close to the date as well. So we were like, ah, you know, we'll just plan a crowdfund. And then suddenly, hey, here's the cash, guys. Uh, enjoy. So it's vans. Yeah. Nice. You know, so enjoy Paris. You know, so we just generate some content as well. So brands aren't just soulless evil. No. Either. I mean, if they like your music, then, you know, no. <laughs> but when they don't, then you know how it is. But yeah, you know, that one was cool, dude, because that was like, you know, it just says a lot about the reach, you know, yeah. as far as the music goes. Because the stats are looking like, you know, all over the place. I actually just noticed your Harry Potter Slytherin yeah? Yeah. bag here. So. Yeah, dude, like... It actually, there's a funny story about this. So my, my girlfriend's really into Harry Potter. I'm, uh, I'm fairly into Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, I, well, I used to be. Like. Dude, listen, we didn't have a chance. My mom wouldn't let us do it. <laughs> so, like, I literally missed out that whole phase in my, in my younger years of Harry Potter and whatnot. I mean, we watched... I mean, Jurassic Park is totally different. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just counting the things that we did watch. Um, but yeah, that one. So <clears throat> I didn't know how into it she was. Right? I just knew she really liked it. But she also just likes f movies and films and whatnot. Yeah. But um, so I had this bag, and then my sister also kind of knows a bit about Harry Potter. And then um, my sister starts singing some theme song for it, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, is that the Harry Potter?" I was like. Oh shit, you know it down to the theme song. I don't even know if she was singing it well. Then I was like, I was quite impressed. I can hear it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, not to bring it up. You know, so yeah, dude, so they parted with cash for the flights and whatnot, and we were there for three nights. And then, you know, after that, I was looking for more residencies to apply for. Or well, I wasn't looking. I'd applied for the US one like well, last year. Well, explain this for youngsters at yeah. the moment listening, because I think this is very important information yeah. for people who feel like there's no access to the rest of the world for them like, yeah. there's no access to other things like that they need to be this big star to be able to yeah. travel the world with their music mm. but you and a few other cats like you know like i know some people like he's managed to go overseas like you know to south and southwest and he's managed to go to europe i know back in the day like even your spook matumbos and that yeah know, and like various different acts have managed to go overseas because of various different residencies mm. and funds and stuff like that so you've managed to hit a few of them up yeah, dude, like, I think, like, I, I definitely agree with you about the, the importance of it because I never imagined, like, leaving the country s as soon as I did the first time in 2017 for that first residency. Like, how that came across is, you know, it's also about the people you keep around you. I mean, Russell's always out of the country, you Russell know. Russell Shangwane. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he, I was doing some work for him, a lot of design stuff. We had a mutual friend, Oluetu, and whatnot, so... Just seeing Russell post things. Oh, yeah, well, that's a, yeah, yeah. He was with you from the beginning. Right? Yeah. Yes, well, so. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess well, so. early days. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, yeah. definitely. He's in Joburg now as well. So okay. every now and then we kick it. Um, so, yeah, like just, they were there. They're close. Like they, they grew up, like varsity years, all the way to when Russell were like pretty, and Sichlin from okay. ECR, you know. So they're like yeah. the squad. Well, yeah, I know Sichlin in Yeah. So, um, yeah, so what happens is like, 
I guess Russell, or rather, just because they he they have each other, you know, and say, like, hey, maybe pass this to Ronson and see if he could apply to the Guta Institute and Pop Culture in 2017. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's check it out. It was via DM so on Twitter. Guta is Guta, German. Yeah, Guta is, then... so Guta Institute is like, uh, I guess, an institute that facilitates collaborations between like maybe German artists or creatives and just like wherever else they represent. So they have Guta in, in, in India, Guta in Kenya and whatnot. So there's that relationship they're trying to facilitate. So with that, they collaborated with Pop Culture, which is the festival that happens on the last three days of the program. You know, and it's like an arts festival. Like this year's one was crazy, dude. Installations and everything. So now what happened is um, I applied uh, because my friend sent me this thing and like, you know, it doesn't hurt to, so I don't lose anything if I apply, yeah. you know? So I'm always just gonna, okay, let me apply. And then they got back to me and you know, he said, let's do this, you know, and then... How did you feel when that happened? That they dude, actually said yes. Literally, I was on campus. I was on campus and we were cut, we just submitted our stuff for moderation by external people. So we were all like so fucking out of it and bummed and, you know, like, fuck, why do we have to be here? You know, they yeah. said it one. I mean, they said it 10, but it, now it's one. We're waiting outside, me and my classmates. And we're sitting there like by a bench just like this one. And then... An email comes through on some, hey, congratulations. Dude, I literally got up, just ran. Just ran around like the, 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 where people eat and everything, like similar to where we are. Just ran around and came back, guys, I'm going to Germany. And like, what? And we we're all like, oh shit. And like, it lifted all our spirits, you know, because we were like literally down, dude, and shit. And then like, we did, got the feedback and whatnot. Then we went home. On my way, I was like, who else is in Berlin? I've been listening to you guys for a year. I mean, for the like past few months. Colors. Yeah. You know, so I just, like I said, like applying doesn't hurt. So I just sent them via their artist form. Yeah, because you, you got there before Shoma Jersey, yeah? Dude, I got there before everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it is, it is. But I mean, you know, it, that's an interesting story, dude. But I mean, you know, it's like that just applying and just doing and, you know, but and then like after that, it's like I tasted blood and I'm like, okay, yeah. residencies, residencies. So I kept looking for them and I came across One Beat, which is an, a, culture, yeah, yeah, a music yeah, yeah, exchange as well. It's yeah. English. No, it's, it's, you, it's uh, okay. US. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's where I was coming from okay. now. Oh, so yes, 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 yes. One is it, Beat. Isn't it no, 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 no. It's not iTunes thing. No, no. I'm thinking of something else. Oh, it. yeah. I know what you're thinking now. So um, Beats One, that's what you're thinking, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the radio show. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So One Beat... Um, it's a, also a music exchange program, similar to, so the one I went to in Berlin was 10 days, 10 artists and whatnot. Last three days, we all performed pop culture. Um, so the, this music one, I mean, this US one, one beat was similar, but 25 artists, right? 25 artists, we meet up in, in, in the States for a month, you know, so we're, for two weeks, we're based in Florida with coral snakes and diamondbacks. I didn't know how much I knew about snakes until they, I was, dude, I was spitting facts. I was like, dude, this snake has the second most poisonous venom. Red and black. You know? uh, Red, dude, literally, and there's so <laughs> many like clones of, like not clones, lookalikes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, guys, look, look at the pattern right now. It's got the yellow on its head. This, and they saw it, bro, we saw it. Yeah. And I was like, how did you guys not know this? Because I was debating with one of the organizers. I'm saying, no, dude, this is not the one. You know, they say, they, dude, this is the one. I show them the video, you know. So we were there two weeks creating music. Uh, we, in our groups of 25, we were split into five groups of five. So we had to come up with music uh, that we're going to take on tour with us. So first two weeks, residency, collaboration, getting to know each other, whatnot. Second two weeks, we're on the road. 
right? So we collaborated with uncomfortable as shit. Like really? just for me because my comfort zone, as we but established you, earlier. You've been collaborating with Katya. But via email, more than anything, dude. But even, no, like the stuff with the band and that. But dude, even that moment with the band, dude, was like the first time we got in studio, it was, oh, you know? Because okay. I'd never, like we'd only shared like energy on stage. And now when we were in studio, in Cape Town at the Red Bull Studios, we, I got like, like, not hijacked, but I got like stolen by Superbulous. They wanted to shoot something yeah, that yeah. never came out. Uh, but they had me for three hours, dude. Like, because we shot for vertical stories and we shot for, you know, I was like, yeah. you know, and then I get back to studio, there's four beats waiting for me. Now the gents are like, it's cool, bro. So there it is. What what you got? Oh, dude, like, that was like. So you didn't have any part of the actual process? I mean, outside of that, like, I hate it, like, now, because the writing process, mine is not as quick as just like, like let's let's try because trial and error works when you're just like maybe playing with sonics yeah with and writing it's it's for me it's different i have to have because i'm saying something you know and something that's going to be easily understood already you know you can't interpret it any other way because i've said hey i just rode a bike you know then like now for that pressure to suddenly like okay cool so watch it every time and then so bro what you got now i was like what but also i didn't wanna like Feel like i couldn't deliver i didn't want yeah. these guys to feel like guys were playing for a guy who's that's where imposter syndrome comes in Woo! hard eh? listen bro those two weeks in, in the states i didn't know who i was you know i was like who the fuck is it what are you doing here like i even asked one of the organizers like, i can imagine dude like it had me here dude one of the organizers program directors uh kyla rose smith from freshly ground oh wow yeah she's in the states now and she was like running that program and whatnot it was it was cool you know until you chatted to her and what did she say um, I told her, I was like, hey, dude, like, what am I doing here? He's like, we'll figure it out. You know, I was like, thanks, I guess. You know, but I did. I did eventually. But, dude, imposter syndrome, like, was the name of the game. The whole time for me, I'd wake up in the morning and feel like, should I come out today? You know, should I just go grab maybe a bagel? First bagel I've ever had. I had it there. Oh, should wow. I just go grab a bagel and then go back to my room? Like, there's a time I wanted to pretend that I was sick, but then I got sick. So I was like, fuck, and I, I needed, like, they kept telling me, dude. That, that's the story of my, like, teen years. <laughs> oh, I mean, but I actually really got sick. Yeah, no. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I would, like, hypochondria on my way into oh, being sick. Like, yeah. shit, okay. But you know what I mean? So, like, it was very tricky, dude, but then, like, that's where that, because my comfort zone, as I said, is, like, very much an isolated space when I create music. Yeah. I'm very vulnerable, dude. I'm like a nerve. Literally, if you're walking while I'm creating, I might miss you with a haymaker by mistake. Not like, like I'm gonna hit you, but it's like, oh shit. And yeah. I might hit you by mistake. You know, it's happened a couple of times with my girl. I've never, I didn't, but it's always like, <laughs> I'm singing, washing dishes and she creeps up on me and I'm like, oh shit. And it's like, dude. And I'm like, it's because I'm so sensitive at that moment when I'm creating, because my process is very trial and error, yeah. you know? So it's like, I try things, ah, no, uh-huh, or, you know, and, and it's like- And you don't want to hear, have I, someone else hear that. But, I don't. But that is part of the collaborative process anyway. You don't have to be excellent, like, and that's but, what I've been trying to learn. That's yeah. what also, cause, but also, dude, like I was also the only person who kind of came without an instrument. Yeah, you know? well, you just rinse your voice and your mind. And that's what they like, like to tell yeah. you. I mean, I get it, but you know, when it comes to like, okay, guys, there's something called speed dating that we did, where for 30, for five, 10 minutes, no, or five minutes, I think, where you go and find somebody, you speed date, and then you play something with them, you jam, you jam, you jam. After you hear the gong or the bell, okay, you, you go swap. swap someone else. Who's going to want to come to me? Like, 
are we gonna come? Okay, cool. Come up with the. I don't freestyle first and foremost. Yeah. And like everybody, like if you if you're like a person who plays like the ukulele and then you see somebody playing an oud from Egypt, are you not gonna jump at that opportunity to jam with them? Because you've never done you know? that before. And then here's a rap, dude. I hid in the bathroom the first day. I'm so dramatic, but I hid in the bathroom the first time we did it. The next day, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something. That's when I put together my kickstand ensemble, eight-piece band, bro. We did kickstand. Yeah. Like, and we fucking opened it up. Because I was, I said, you know what? I'm going to do the speed dating thing. So I went to each person. I was like, Shruti, you know how to play the on the violin. And they're like, okay, cool. Perfect. So I went to Yanto from Brazil. Dude, the chords for kickstand. Can you then do them? Cool. Can you do the chorus with me? Cool. And I went to somebody. Uh, you know, all, it was just cool. You know, that was me opening up. Now, when I got back to Durban, I was like, collaborate. Come, everyone. Let's collaborate. You so know? you'd say this... Um yeah, this period, like, so you had this darker period in the beginning of the year, things yeah. were a bit tough, and now you're, you've had some cool experiences that have put you in a space that's creatively open for collaboration, yeah. and like, you're, now know that there's a difference between Balawansa and Loandila, yeah. they're not just the same person, that there yeah. is a separation, uh. and yeah, where else are you at, man, how do you, how do you, like, are you feeling good, are you feeling, like, how are you feeling about yeah this last like we're nearly in December we're hitting the end of 2019 mm. what has this year been for you man because it, it seems like it's been a roller coaster but it looks like it's ending well it's ending well but I think for the most part it's been a lot of growing pains yeah and I mean like as I said the collaboration thing and just everything else has been just growing you know I went to Jobo for the discomfort and that stretched me yeah you know and left me in that mold and I just had to fill it and I feel like that's what this year has been about for me and just that whole idea of just like spearheading the music thing and just deciding that's what I'm going to do it really pushed me as well just knowing that I need to pay rent as well what are the different streams of income I can explore with music keeping everything within music you know I've grown a lot dude like I've grown that's what 2019 was for me chapter two Spujanga chapter two is what we're cooking right now and you know it's, it's it'll be very telling all these experiences <laughs> of the experiences of the yeah, growth of, the growth that's what of it the is. pain yeah yeah like and of uh, yeah yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for your time, bro. This is honestly yeah. once again like I wasn't expecting to do this again with you so soon. Yeah. Like, but it actually made a lot of sense See, just yeah. looking at how much you've done this year. Yeah. So yeah, man. I'll thank work. you so much. Thank you, dude. This is great.